Greetings BMW Motorrad fans, Andy Dukes here and welcome to a very special edition of Ride and Talk, where I'll be speaking to two individuals deeply connected with the new R18, Tommy Kearns, who you'll all know as the host of the Bavarian Soul Story series, and Natalie Gessler, BMW Motorrad's marketing and communication project lead for the R18. Well, it's finally happened. We've had the world premiere of the Big Boxer Cruiser. By now, you'll hopefully have seen the unveiling of this amazing bike that's been a long time coming. The original launch plan was quite different, of course, but these are challenging times we're facing, with life seemingly at a standstill in many countries. The official world premiere was originally planned to take place in Texas, in the good old US of A, but this just wasn't possible for reasons we're all well familiar with by now. However, careful forward planning by the team in Munich meant that those hungry for content were able to watch the R18 unveiled via social media. Not a live stream, of course, but as live. You can check the launch film out later on our brand channels. But for now, we thought you'd enjoy listening to a couple of people who are among the lucky few to have actually ridden the R18, starting with Tommy Kearns, who we caught up with on the line from Long Beach, California. Great to hear you again, Tommy Kearns. Welcome to Ride and Talk. Great to be able to talk to you again, Andy. So the last time we chatted on the podcast was at the Pure and Crafted show in Amsterdam way back last September. And of course, so much has happened in your life since then. You've, you've actually become a household name in motorcycle circles anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it was really fun to be able to part of the, be a part of the Pure and Crafted event. And, you know, and it's kind of one of my first times doing a, doing a podcast. So it's, you know, there's been a lot of learning experience throughout this entire journey and storyline for sure. And finally... After nine episodes and a lot of travelling around the world, a Bavarian soul story has brought us to this point. Well done, by the way, Tommy. You've been a great host. But how have you enjoyed the experience personally? Thank you. I mean, it, it's been an experience, to say the least. And this is something that I've never even fathomed doing. So um, getting to kind of step outside of my comfort zone. I know I had mentioned this in some of the episodes. You know, it was it was a welcomed challenge so to say but the experience overall i mean i couldn't dream of doing some of the things that i've gotten to do and it was a once in a lifetime experience and you know the the motorrad team has become literally we've joked about it like we've become friends and family and getting to go i keep i've said this so many times throughout the episodes of getting to go behind the curtain of of places and doing things that the normal public wouldn't be open to and having a camera team along with that and being able to share those experiences. Um, man, that's just, that's just on a whole nother level of excitement and fun and getting to really connect and share those events and those kind of happenings, I guess, so to say, uh, with, with the viewers has been a really, uh, a lot of fun and, and just a lot of joy has come throughout the the storyline and the experiences getting to share it, those with, you know, with everyone kind of watching and following along with us. Yeah, you've been behind uh, a lot of closed doors that are normally firmly out of reach. But, but thanks <laughs> yeah. for uh, taking us through those doors and showing us on that journey. And, and obviously, you've yeah. made some you made some amazing friends in the community as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've gotten to meet so many people that, I mean, for, for me, it was, I was the same person, you know, I was watching YouTube series. I was kind of following along and, you know, I, I was, I was the same person on the other side of the screen who's been watching along, you know, with the soul story series. So it's been, it's been a true pleasure getting to meet so many people, uh, with like-minded, you know, passion. And that's really what it comes down to. I remember kind of my first experience meeting Edgar, 
uh, it was just two guys talking motorcycles. And I was nervous because here's the head designer of BMW Motorrad. But at the end of the day, we're sitting there drinking a coffee, chatting about motorcycles. And that's when it really just kind of clicked for me. We're all in this together because we all have passion. And it's been, that was, that was really fun kind of getting to see that commonality throughout all of the people that I got to meet in this, in this adventure. Yeah, just one big happy family, but obviously yep. full of very creative people. What would you say you enjoyed most about making this YouTube series? I think what it comes down to is the experiences and getting to share it with the people on screen. I would have to say getting to share in those moments and getting to hear other people's passions, other people's stories, other people's kind of relations to uh motorcycling and you know what the cruiser segment has meant to them and you know what the r18 has meant to them it's really just being able to get to share those moments with not only the motorrad team but complete strangers and as well as other people who got to work on this project i think getting to be a part of the story and getting to share in those experiences with them and just watching the passion kind of pour out of each person that i kind of came in contact with that was by far some of the the most enjoyable experiences for me throughout this throughout this series yeah and and you could clearly see that as well and of course each episode produced a lot of reaction and feedback from the many viewers too so did you enjoy reading all of this i did and this is something like i i wasn't asked to do it but i i found myself each time the episodes would come come out i would you know take a look at the at the at the comments i would take a look at the instagram and see how how people were responding and, and what they were saying i couldn't read obviously all of it because so much of it was in different languages but i really did find myself checking back to the comments time and time again after each episode and and having dialogue with customers and this is something that i was mentioning to natalie uh about so many customers and just random strangers would either shoot me an email or uh, send me messages on Instagram or even come into my physical brick and mortar space in Long Beach and just say how much they were enjoying watching the series. And I just think that speaks volumes. These are perfectly sh normal strangers coming up and sharing their experience with them, with, with me, that is. And it was just really fun getting to connect with these people because there was no agenda there. They were just purely excited about what they were viewing and they were being able to have that experience with us. And that, I think that was really fun to kind of get to connect with people like that. Yeah. So now it's out there, the R18, were you surprised at how much interest has been in the development of this new bike? So this is a two part answer for me, Andy. It, it's a yes and a no. I'm not surprised at how much interest was in this bike because I mean, this is a completely new build for you know motorrad and this is a completely new segment um and i think you know getting getting to follow along in the series and just getting to see how much detail had went into this how much history has gone into this that was surprising for me um so that's why i say this is a yes and a no because no this is a no-brainer like this is a completely new bike coming out of the motorrad house and who wouldn't be excited about that? But then surprised at how much information, how much detail and how much history went into this bike. That was a surprise for me. And that was something that I really got to enjoy sharing with the viewers following along in the story, because I don't know of any other storyline that one gets to do it so authentically 
and two gets to go back into the archives with Fred and, you know, getting to go to, you know, headquarters and really digging into the nitty gritty details. So that was a big surprise for me. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of people out there who've learned a lot of things. And of course, in uh, 2023, the brand's going to be 100 years old. So imagine what's going to happen then. It's just going to be incredible. Yeah. Anyway, but finally, the R18 has been unveiled. And actually, I know there's some very serious things going on in the world right now, but I felt sorry for you at this point, because after so (laughs) many months of after so many months of build up and having watched each episode, I really wanted to see you in your home country at the hand-built show in Austin, Texas, as the covers were lifted off the R18. But sadly, it wasn't to be. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i a little bummed about that. But I mean, obviously, things happen in life. And I was definitely looking forward to finally seeing this all come to a head and bringing this bike to the public. And again, you know, I, I've mentioned Natalie's name. This is something that Natalie and I had talked about in Milan after the Eichmas show of like, you know, where where does this make sense? Where does the unveiling happen? And, we, you know, the, the hand-built show was, you know, number one on the pick. And I just thought no manufacturer has ever brought a bike like this and unveiled it at such an important show within the community. And then getting to meet Alan of Revival, you know, I just really wanted to be able to see everybody's reactions and getting to see everybody's hard work kind of that was the moment when that sheet gets pulled off or that cover gets pulled off and then getting to see the public's response. We've been teasing them for what feels like years at this point, but we've been also educating them and telling the story of why this bike is so important. So I've, it's something that I've seen kind of in the comments and people are like, Oh, there's so much teasing going on. But I think that's one of the beautiful parts about this story. There's so many different elements to what makes this bike so unique and so special. And I really think that, that physical un- unveiling or, you know, reveal was, was going to be a really special moment for so many people. But unfortunately, you know, with everything going on in the world, I'll definitely say I'm sad that, you know, I can't be in Austin or none of us can really be in Austin. But I think the team over at Munich definitely did a good job at pulling off the unveiling, even though we were limited to some of our options. Yeah, absolutely. They did a fantastic job. Thanks to the power of uh, social media as well. People were able to watch it around the world at the time it was meant to be uh, unveiled and have its world premiere. So great job to everyone. And of course, the story's just starting for the R18. So lots of excitement ahead. But you are one of the lucky ones as you got to ride the R18. I mean, they teased you for long enough, but you got to ride the R18 in February down in Cape Town for, I believe it was episode eight or nine of the Bavarian Soul Story. I think it was episode nine, wasn't it? So tell us about that experience. They kept you waiting for sure, but you certainly had a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that there was episode nine for sure. But uh, that was that was something special. I, I, I really didn't know much about Cape Town. You know, I just knew that it had some beautiful beaches and, and, and so on. But Getting to be with the team there and getting to see those bikes. I mean, that was the first time that I've gotten to see the, you know, that bike in in the living flesh, kind of the production variant of the bike. And it was just a really special event. And again, kind of going back to that personal element, getting Edgar there, getting Natalie there, Alan, Mark, Kate, uh, Drew and all those guys. It was just a really fun experience to get to share. It was just a group of friends out on rides. And it was fun to see Edgar and Natalie, who had been so closely working on this project for years at this point, to go and kind of enjoy the fruits of their labor. And 
we'll have stories and things to tell for the rest of our lives about that adventure and that ride. And it was, it was a really special time for all of us. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, emotion in that episode from from all sides, really, and and especially from you. But there were quite a few different configurations on the bikes over there. But which, which one of those did you prefer and why? There was definitely a lot of configurations. And, and that's, again, that's not something that I was expecting to see. And it's just one more of those things where there's always something else kind of <laughs> in the pocket of, of Motorrad. But I... I was a little hesitant about when they first gave me the the kind of higher bar setup, but it was actually really, really comfortable. I've always been somebody who's ridden something a little bit lower, maybe a drop bar or a clip-on setup, and it was actually pretty enjoyable and fun to ride. Um, we didn't switch off a ton of riding each other's bikes, but I, you know, I, I like just kind of the classic kind of drop bar setup on, on the bike. And I mean, obviously I loved being able to ride the concept that had the lower bar setup and a little bit more stretched out. Um, I would definitely say either having the concept or the higher bar. I know it's like kind of two totally different ends of the spectrum, but it's it's definitely enjoyable to ride something with a different setup because uh, it makes you appreciate each bike for kind of the way it sits and the comfortable the comfortality of it all. Yeah, I mean, I've ridden a lot over in South Africa, and of course, the roads and the riding conditions are fabulous out there. But you're an American living and living and working on the West Coast. Um, how well do you think this bike is going to do out in the states then? I think the bike's going to do really great in the States. I mean, the cruiser segment is huge here and maybe not so much in in the heavy congested suburban areas, but you know, I mean, we got long stretches of road where you can just open that thing up and ride for hours at a time. So I think people aren't going to expect it who might not have been following along. And then they're going to all of a sudden see this bike and they're going to ask what, what year is that? You know, this is such an uh, nod to the past, but in the present time. And I think that's one of the reasons so many people have connected to this story. I could be wrong, but I think it's something special to being able to look back at the past and bring pieces or, you know, parts of the past to the present and getting another generation of people to enjoy it. And, you know, I think it's like writing a piece of art and I think people are really going to enjoy it out here in the States for so many different reasons. And it's, it's going to be fun seeing these things parked outside of, you know, coffee shops and things like that in the wild and knowing knowing kind of the full storyline there for myself personally yeah i guess it would also look good on display in your shop right (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i wouldn't say no to that for sure but i guess it's perfectly suited to the kind of roads and the mindset of many of the riders over there too oh yeah definitely i mean like i said i grew up around cruisers my whole life and i mean i can definitely see this connecting with with so many different people and so many different age groups and i mean kind of going back to some of the earlier questions of reading the comments and seeing people's reactions i can see you know i can speak personally just seeing how many r9t owners are like i'm ready just tell me when this bike's coming you know i'll put the deposit down so i think and i can speak from this personally i might not have ever looked at a cruiser bike for myself personally until something really strikes my fancy. And I remember when they rolled this bike, you know, for the first time out of the back of the van and I'm like, huh, I might actually go look at a cruiser now because I, they did such a great job with, with the bike. Um, not only are you going to get the cruiser guy who's already been in this segment, but I think you're going to introduce this bike in this style of riding to a lot more people because of how well they executed the R18. Understood. Now, just tell the listeners, when you were finally let loose on one of the R18s, when you were able to turn the key, select first gear and move <laughs> off, 
with everybody else on on that amazing ride in South Africa. Just tell me, just tell me how it felt, and tell me how the bike felt, how the bike rewarded you afterwards as well. Oh man, I, we I don't remember exactly what portion of uh, of Cape Town or kind of South Africa we were in, but it was it was kind of a back closed road, and they finally were just like they had kind of been teasing us because we've only been riding a few hundred meters at a time. And finally, they're just like, look, guys, we closed off the entire road. You can just go for it and, you know, just enjoy it, kind of wind it through the gears. And that was the first time we were able to get it out of like second gear and really just feel that bike and enjoy it for the first time. And I mean, we were all grinning because we were all just itching. We were all antsy to really just be able to enjoy the bike and, and go for it. And the whole pack of us just kind of took off and it was a good probably 10 minute stretch of road. And that's when we finally really got to feel that bike. And it's, I mean, speaking from, from a boxer motor rider, you know, personally, it was everything you would expect and more. It had that low end torque. It had the high end torque, you know, it was, it was a boxer motor through and through just bigger and you could feel it. And that bike just wanted to kind of glide through the turns. And it was just, it was a very enjoyable experience. It was oddly familiar, but yet obviously in a whole new platform. And it's, it didn't feel unnatural, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And also realize, you know, when you're making a film, you do have to start and stop and turn a bike around and do another pass and, and stop here and, and get mm-hmm. off the bike. And, and it's kind of a little bit like being a caged animal. But finally, as you say, they, they let you loose and you could just ride. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where we're all, we were all just like, can we just maybe go a little bit further? And it's obviously, I mean, we have restrictions and we have people and safety is our number one key. It's like, not only do we need to be safe, the crew needs to be safe. The camera car needs to be safe. So there's a lot of moving parts when filming these episodes, especially when on the bike. And it was, it was fun even just for short periods of time. But when the, when they finally let us kind of out on the open road to say it was, it was just a blast. Yeah. Wow. Can't wait. The R18's been unveiled and and we're now just waiting for life to get back to normal, of course. But you're surely going to put your name down for one of these, aren't you? You know, I I can't wait for life to kind of get back to normal. I I will say it's been it's been an epic journey. And yeah, if I can get one of these bikes to to mirror like the concept after getting to see all of these aftermarket parts, I would I would definitely take one out and put it into the garage for sure. Fantastic. Well, listen, thanks ever so much for talking to us, Tommy, and also for taking us on that unforgettable Bavarian Soul Story journey over the past nine or so months. We've really enjoyed sharing the ride with you. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, I mean, it was a pure treat. And like I kind of said, getting to meet people like yourself and getting to share stories and just connecting with the passion of riding these bikes has been a true pleasure and an honor for me. And I obviously I want to thank Motorrad for everything that they have let me do throughout this past year and getting to be a part of their family. So uh, thank you to Motorrad. Thank you to you and your time today. And thank you for everybody who has followed along in the story and enjoyed it. And it's, it's just been a true pleasure and an honor to have be a part of the story with everybody. Well said. Well, thanks for coming on Ride and Talk again and hopefully see you on the road somewhere soon. Cheers, mate. Cheers, bud. Thanks, Tommy. It's been a pleasure to watch all those episodes and thanks to you and the production team for taking us on such an action-packed, soul-fueled journey over the past months. Among those behind the scenes working tirelessly to bring each episode of the Bavarian Soul Story to us since last August was Natalie Gessler, BMW Motorrad's marketing and communication project lead for the R18. Like Tommy, Natalie's also ridden the new bike and finally got to appear in the last episode of the series filmed down in South Africa in February. 
I got her on the line from Munich and asked her to reflect on this whirlwind journey across several continents telling the story of the R18's puff towards series production. So Natalie, great to have you here on Ride and Talk. Finally, after about nine months, a Bavarian soul story has brought us to the point where the R18 has been unveiled. How much fun did you have making that YouTube series? Well, first of all, thank you for having me in this podcast. It's a really honor for me. Um, talking about the Bavarian Soul Story, it's been such a great journey. Like seriously, first of all, having the freedom and the opportunity to create a story, like it's just the, the greatest job that I have. It's I'm I'm really lucky. I think having Tommy as our host and seeing how he experienced everything that was coming together through these episodes. And seeing how much fun he had and how much this whole adventure meant to him, this makes me so happy to see him that excited as well. Absolutely. And of course, the series has reached a lot of people across the globe. Were you expecting so much interest when you started out? Yes and no, actually. I knew when we came up with that format, I knew that we really needed to do it. Um, because it's just the right thing in, um, in the current times. And I was sure that it was really, um, that it would really work pretty well. But at the end, of course, I had no idea that it would be so successful. Um, I actually just saw a report that says that our, that seven of our episodes are among the eight most successful videos on YouTube of our last year. This is, just amazing and um, yeah makes me really proud <laughs> yeah that's absolutely fantastic so so in making the show you've been around europe you've been right across the usa and even all the way down to south africa are you surprised at how strong the global community already is yeah totally um i feel that there is already such a big community around this bike even though it's not even been out there yet for such a long time but at the end the r18 is a fantastic bike and uh, we were teasing it for a year now so i guess it was really time now to finally show it to the public and um, yeah i'm happy that it's um, that it's uh, really successful and the people really like it and that's the public of course and they have been teased for a long long time but within <laughs> within the company itself within bmw motorrad how have you seen this bike really capture people's imagination actually inside the company well every all of my colleagues and of course myself also were really excited to finally see this bike in in reality let's say and um yeah people are really excited and also so many um of my colleagues also um told me how amazing um all these episodes were and how excited they are to um finally um have the world premiere of the r18 Absolutely. Now, when it comes to world premieres, of course, BMW Motorrad had such great plans for the launch of the R18 in the USA. But sometimes in life, things are really put in perspective. And that's what's happened in this case, isn't it? Yeah, totally. But um, sometimes you just can't control everything. Like we had a perfect plan. plan. Like, I mean, we're a German company, so everything was really planned, like perfectly step by step. But now at the end, um, yeah, as I said, you can't control everything, but I think at the end it um, turned out pretty well. So we're, we're all happy. And Absolutely. Well, plan A was for the bike's launch at the hand-built show in Austin, Texas, but that couldn't happen. Plan B was for a global live stream, which couldn't happen either due to the restrictions on the movement of people. As you say, you are a German company, and at least you made sure you had a plan C, which fortunately meant that you didn't let any of your fans down. 
No, definitely not. Like we were teasing everyone for such a long time. Like we didn't even think of not showing the bike now through this whole situation. And um, at the moment, the perfect time to just sit back, slow down and make plans. Um, and then at the end, enjoy the, the, the first ride out after this whole, um, yeah, let's say coronavirus and uh, enjoy it even more than, um, than before. Yep. I mean, at least now fans can see a lot of photos and watch videos of the new R18 and obviously make their own wish lists of what they're going to do with this bike when we're able to freely move around again, of course. But you're one of the lucky few who has already ridden it. Mm -hmm. Lucky you. So come on, tell us all about that experience. <laughs> totally. Like, yeah, I, I really feel lucky that I, I was able to ride that bike already. And I would say it has two souls. Like, it is definitely a beauty, like, no, I don't have to tell you, but it's also a beast. Like on the one hand, it's very easy to ride. Like it's it's perfectly engineered, of course. But on the other hand, the amount of power uh, this bike has is mind blowing. And um, yeah, it really gave me goosebumps riding this bike, and um, I can't wait to to do so again. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is a big bike, but I guess it carries its weight nice and low. Uh, definitely. So uh, in the beginning, when I was riding it the first time, I had, had a lot of respect for it, of course. I still do. It's smooth. It's reliable. Like it's not a, an issue at all. It's it's so much fun. You totally forget about um, the size and weight. And physical dimensions. I mean, is it suitable for women and men of all shapes and sizes to ride? Totally. It's It's really super easy to ride and so much fun. So Please don't be afraid and please try it. You will not regret. <laughs> and what about that engine? Can you describe how good the power delivery is? It's hard to describe. It's more an emotion. Like when I think of the feeling that I had in my stomach when I started riding it, like, yeah. How do you say? Having butterflies in your stomach while riding it? Absolutely. This is maybe the best thing that you can that, that, that describes it. <laughs> so for those listening who are desperate to get their hands on an R18 when life returns to normal again, Will there be a long waiting list or had production already started in Berlin? So production in Berlin hasn't started yet. It will um, start soon. I guess there is a lot of people really wanting that bike. So you rather get your order done. <laughs> um, yeah, but at the end, it's going to be a lot of people who want it. So um, yeah, definitely be fast. <laughs> Absolutely. I will. That's great. Thanks ever so much for talking to us, Natalie. And please remind us where we can head to for more information about the new R18. Totally, that's easy. So first of all, go on our website. It's bmw-motor.com slash r18. You will find a lot of information there. Also, go on our configurator where you can put together the r18 as you want it to look like. Um, and then, of course, follow all, all our social media channels where we will um, deliver a lot of content around that bike and all the experiences that we had so far. That's brilliant. Thanks for your time. Stay safe and healthy at home over there in Munich. Cheers, Natalie. Thank you, Andy. Talk soon. Thanks, Natalie. Some great insights there into a fantastic journey for all concerned. And some light relief also during these difficult times. For many of us, it's certainly not business as usual while we're stuck at home in self-isolation. However, People online across the globe have been lifting our collective spirits in all sorts of ways, making us smile, laugh, think and reflect about each other in a good way during these uncertain times, bringing some cheer to our lives and helping connect families, colleagues and communities who are, quite rightly, practicing social distancing. 
As passionate motorcyclists, we're all finding it hard right now to not be able to ride our bikes, but many of us are enjoying connecting to our community, sharing stories, posting photos and videos, while patiently waiting for the time when we can safely ride again. Till this time comes, we'll try and share as much interesting and relevant brand content as we can via Ride and Talk and all our other channels. This is Andy Duke signing off for now. Stay safe and healthy wherever you are, and I'll leave you with a snippet of finely tuned audio that should be music to any BMW boxer fan's ears. 1800 cc's of pure riding pleasure. Bye for now.